fbrn.us Fishbowl Radio Network Jump in
Well, welcome to Mental Speak. Mental and Emotional Balance. You are now locked in to the Mental Speak Radio Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Good Friday afternoon, good Friday evening, Mental Speak family. It's your host, LaTanya Davison, coming at you live from the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the very dreary and rainy Arlington, Texas. I want to say welcome to all the listeners here in Texas, here across the U.S., here around the globe. Thank you so much for tuning in this Friday. As always, um, I'm hoping to bring you an impactful show with knowledge and information that brings balance to ourselves and to society. Today, I have asked for the public relations team of Mr. Bill Cosby to come on the show. And uh, the number one question that I've been asked is why? Now, I would love to give you the old school answer like our parents told us back in the day because I said so. But I want to I want to start off and give you this quote that. And it's attributed to Aristotle. The mark of an educated mind is to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And I'm, I'm, I'm stating that with the premise of this show for the simple fact that we all have opinions and we all, we all speak, we make judgments, we make determinations, final determinations based on what we believe to be true. And we do it from a place of not being educated. And if this is your first time listening to the Middle Speak show, one thing you will know is my goal from the get-go was to have a platform, to have a medium separate from the mainstream where we could speak and have conversations and get knowledge so that we could expand our mind and expand our consciousness, expand our awareness. So from my perspective, as I watch events and circumstances play out in the media it, it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that you're getting a one-way conversation you are getting information from one perspective and you also don't understand those who control that information to give you that perspective and so those of us who have platforms such as this i feel we have a responsibility and a duty to provide all knowledge, all access, all information. I'm also an administrator for the Urban Intellectuals platform, which is a uh, it's uh, one of the third largest black media platform in the U.S. right now. And our goal is to make sure that we tell stories from the perspective of the black community for the black community and by the black community. So it's very important to be able to tell your truth, your perspective, your story. And that's what we're going to do today. I want to give a gracious welcome to Mr. Andrew Wyatt, who's the spokesperson for Bill Cosby. And Miss thank you, thank you thank so much. And Miss Ebony Benson, who is the publicist for Bill Cosby. Thank you so much, you two. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I... 
I'm just going to, what I'm going to do is I know you guys have been, uh, you've been, um, basically doing your work. You're doing your work. You're, uh, relating to the public, relating, relaying and relating information to the public. Um, can I first ask you, you, you just returned from Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. yes, we got back from Pennsylvania um, for the first visit with Mr. Cosby outside of his attorneys. Okay. Um, and we visited, we visited him on Monday and Tuesday of uh, this week, and it was an, an amazing visit with him. He looks amazingly well. He's doing well. Uh, he's been treated very well uh, at, this, at this facility at the brand-new facility facility right outside of philadelphia 40 minutes outside of philadelphia which is absolutely amazing because if i were to i i I pulled up i i avoid the news and i pulled up Mm -hmm. the headlines and let it be told uh he's so far he's been hit with what is it a a hot dog he's been hit with uh certain food items (laughs) right chicken patty right right (laughs) right 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 That though that information came from Radar Online. Um, the information was published by someone who Andrew and I had previously um, started a relationship with, and thought that it was someone that we could trust. And now they just print egregious stories. They don't even have chicken patties and hot dogs at this ho- at this um, facility. correctional facility. Mm-hmm. So um, he did not fall down any stairs. He didn't have to go to the infirmary. He has to go and get his normal medical checks because he is going through the process of his first 30 days. So um, the media has been engrossed in this story um, for over 34 months since it began and now even after he's been sentenced. So they they need more stories like this in order to uh, make Mr. Cosby seem that he is defamed and and uh, fallen from grace. And and to to piggyback on what Ebony just said, you look at all the men who have been allegedly accused, and let's take one for example, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, you don't hear any or see any newscasts or read any articles that say disgrace Hollywood mogul, uh, rapist, Harvey Weinstein. Zero. You don't hear any of those egregious titles being placed on him uh, as a violent predator, you know, or calling him out of his name. And it's just, it's, it seems that mainstream media has, has come up with a way to relabel our African-American icons, you know, they call Michael Jackson wacko jacko, but now he's dead and the whites have his publishing and they have his works and they're trying to make money and sell it. So now he's back to being the king of pop. Yes. You know, he's no longer wacko jacko. So when you look at not just uh, egregious, you know, publications like Radar Online, National Enquirer, or The Globe, but I'm talking about mainstream media outlets like ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, which we have always said that NBC stands for no Bill Cosby. You know, uh, you see them putting these titles on him, and it's to continue to defame him and, and defame him not only 
with uh, one group of people, but every ethnic group, every age group out here in America. So he would never have the title, and they could erase the title of America's dad from him. I am one that, you know, I like to carry people on the journey from the time that, you know, the, the, there's, there's a time when you, you kind of wake up to what you see um, as far as the media is concerned. When you're living in it and it's, and it's the only world that you know, it's very real to you. You know, what we see on that television screen is very real to us. What's told to us through the news, very real to us. There comes a time when you start to get a little bit of information and you find out, wait a minute, they, they haven't been telling us the entire story. They haven't been giving us the fullness of, you know, of the picture, which is what I hope that you all are able to bring today. And we're going to get into uh, some of the issues with the case as well. Some of that information that you guys have shared that no one has, right, that wasn't presented. And I want to say this to your point about the attempt to defame and specifically to, uh, you know, black actors, black entertainers, people, anyone that's in the entertainment industry. I say to, to even the black community, we get mad when we're not, when, when we're not depicted accurately. And I'm, I want to know, what are you guys hearing? Why is it different for Bill Cosby? What, wh- why are we not giving the same leniency as far as uh, the, the defaming that's going on? This is a man that has tried that has not tried but has done done it helping black people. And when you take on this crusade that I'm going to uplift my community the way the Jewish uplift their community, where they keep their where 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 they show you how they keep their monies in their communities mm-hmm. to build their communities up uh where italians do the same thing yes well when when bill cosby said hey pull your pants up not not be a victim uh become become an entrepreneur get educated white people had a problem with that because now you're infringing on their businesses creating competition yeah right And, and and black people as well but you know, they they saw Mr. Cosby making waves. They saw him humanizing not just one one group of race, but all races, all genders, all religions, and that became a big problem. Oh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And I want to continue on that. Um, you asked why isn't Mr. Cosby receiving um, the same treatment? We've we've known for a long time that in this country there is no equal distribution of the law. And one thing we have to remember is that the narrative has been set since 1965, I'm sorry, 1915, with Birth of a Nation. The black man, not portrayed by a black man, but portrayed by a white man, um, portrayed as ignorant, savage, and a sexually violent predator. That narrative has been set since 1915, visually set, not only in theaters across this country, but in the White House. So this, this, this narrative that has to be told in order to continue to show our men in this light is important to their agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing that when we say this separate from when we say this separate from 
you know, this particular situation, that can be received in some instances. But in this case, um, you know, we've kind of lost our way. We're not able to say it because what is in the way were very serious charges, very serious um, allegations of of sexual assault. So what I want to do next is let let's get into the the case and the allegations. Where does the public have it? wrong what did what information did we not receive regarding the allegations all of you um i'll I'll start (laughs) i'll start with that one number one allegations um we're not talking about the court of public opinion we're talking about the court of law you have the media who needs again this narrative of 60 women a narrative that was pushed for four years before mr cosby ever saw a courtroom do people not think that heavily impacts due process Uh, and also one area that the public has it wrong is this case had nothing to do with 60 women this case had to do with one woman andrea constan who mr cosby has admitted several times that he had a consensual relationship with so those are two key elements um and the third huge element is that mr cosby admitted to drugging women that was not the case The excerpt that was taken was not a full uh, reading of what he actually said in that deposition. Yes. Let's go back. Let's go back to 2005 just to get your listeners up to speed. In 2005, in 2004, Mr. Cosby uh, was uh, accused by Andrea Constant of doing something sexually to her. Uh, she reported it to her brother-in-law, who's a Durham uh, police detective in Toronto, Canada. And he then, not he didn't go and say, let's get a rape kit done. This is a year later now. He didn't go and say, let's get a rape kit done. He didn't go and say, let's take you and get some type of examination done. He started calling civil attorneys, Uh trying to figure out how she can get paid, how she can reap, reap, from, reap some benefits. Then uh, they get to Montgomery County Police Detectives. They get to the District Attorney's Office in Montgomery County. They uh, get to the Durham Police Detectives in Toronto. All of her accounts were inconsistent. Every story that she told had it was so many inconsistent statements that the district attorney at that time, Kevin Steele, decided, not Kevin Steele, but Bruce Castor decided uh, not to bring charges because her, her statements didn't, didn't mirror up to what she was claiming that happened to her. Yeah. So he said, we're not going to bring charges. We're going to force Mr. Cosby into a civil suit to settle out of court with her. So he waives his Fifth Amendment rights. He waives his Fifth, Fifth Amendment rights. He sits down for a deposition. And... Sitting down for the deposition, yes, he's very honest. You know, in his mind, if he if he doesn't tell the truth, that's perjury. Right. So they come up with a settlement offer of three point eight million dollars that he pays her. This goes away. Now at that time, you had they were calling alleged victims at that time Jane Doe's. Now those Jane Doe's were some of the the women that you that you have seen Gloria already parade out. Right. And since the case was settled and closed, those allegations went away. They went away. They were done with. Mr. Cosby starts, he's living his life. 
He's working. He's touring. Uh, he's doing shows all over the country. Now, 14 years later, uh, you have a district attorney, Kevin Steele, who decides to, to run for the head DA's office. He runs a Willie Horton-style campaign ad, which I must remind your listeners, he was reprimanded by his superior for running such an ad, saying, if you elect me, I will go after Bill Cosby. And that's how the ball started. Now, the ball started when you saw women being paraded out by Gloria Allred in 2014, the fall of 2014. Uh, she brings out three to four women. Those things were not looking to be believable by the public. And so what she ends up saying in the, New, in the L.A. Times, Bill Cosby, if you give me $100 million, I will not bring another woman out. Wow. Of course we decline. Right. Of course we decline. That's in the L.A. Times. Go research it. And I, I, will, I will just advise your listeners to do the research. Don't rely on these sound bites that the media wants you to hear because they want to distract you. Now, based around all of those things, she starts parading white women out. Then she said, well, let me sprinkle a few black women in uh, to make it believable. And it, it just, it was a snowball effect. Everybody jumped on it. After the holidays, you would think that that news cycle was gone away. The news cycle never went away. And the media, the media just stayed on it because they wanted this guy. They have wanted this guy for 50-plus years. Yes. This is a guy who was on the Nixon's enemies list as a communist because he refused to perform at the White House for Nixon. Nixon put him on the communist list. He's number 128. Wow. FBI is watching this guy everywhere he goes. Now tell me, being on that list and the FBI is watching you, they have your house bugged, your shows have been canceled. So they're not new to this type of scandal, this type of conspiracy, the Cosby's. How do you get away with the FBI watching you raping all of these women? Right. Drugging women. No one, no one intervened. Happen. No one intervened. Can you... Right. Uh, can... So let's let's take it to that tangent just a little bit. I think people don't really believe and understand the level to which certain we'll call them factions or groups will go to control a person at at the level that Mr. Cosby achieved, right? When we're talking Hollywood and we're talking uh po political arenas, can explain to the listeners how financial extortion works i mean you you went into it but i i don't think people really grasp that because they're not in so, uh, yes ma'am right so uh one of the things that andrew touched on um was the deal that bruce castor made the um at that time district attorney there is a uh file testimony from Bruce Castor where he specifically says he's under oath. He says, I knew that I didn't have any evidence, but I knew that I could help make her a millionaire. So he knew that settling civilly for her would make her a millionaire. Her attorneys knew that it would make her a millionaire. And also the media knew that by continuing to tell and sell this sensationalism, it would bring more money to them as well because people have to understand every time you click on that article every time you open that article up every time you're sitting there and you're watching that news cycle they're being paid 
And again, this story has been the highlight for the sexual assault, quote unquote, movement since before the movement even began. And now, as you can see, the movement seems to have ended now that he's been sentenced. And as we as we've seen, men that are not of color are in the spotlight. But the the energy is not the same. Right. So as so as Andrew said, when you have a person that is operating under their own volition, meaning he he's no longer owned by anyone. Um, I think people um, have the misconception that once you make it in Hollywood, you you're on your own and you own everything. Well, that's not the case. People have contracts. Yes. So when you get to a position where Mr. Cosby was in his life and everything that him and Mrs. Cosby did to empower people that look like us, you put those together, that's not okay. Yes. The unification of our people, the empowering of our people makes the powers that be very uncomfortable. And that's that's all I've... What I'll... Let me let me continue on. Let me go back a little. Let me start a little bit earlier in the extortion tip. And and maybe your your listeners have forgotten about this. There was a young lady by the name of Autumn Jackson in 1997 who made a claim that Bill Cosby was her father and tried to extort him out of forty million dollars in exchange for not going to the press. Uh, to bring forth her claims. Mr. Cosby, lawyers contacted her and the FBI, and then they did a covert operation and disguised a settlement agreement and persuaded Ms. Jackson to leave Burbank, California, and come to New York as if they were going to settle with her. Based on this, this, this corruption she brought to say that this conspiracy, she said, hey, he's my father. And you better pay me $40 million. This was an extortion attempt. Miss Jackson comes to New York, and she's arrested by the FBI. She does two years in prison. She was released in June of 99. So Mr. Cosby is not a stranger. And this is right after his son is murdered. That's right. So he's, yes. not, a, he's not a stranger to extortion. This has been going on for a very, very, very long time. And they have seen what this black man has been able to, black man and black woman, this family, they have become a dynasty, the black dynasty in America. It reminds me of a book called The Senator and the Socialite, first black senator doing Reconstruction. They were a black dynasty in America, and they were doing so much good. You know, this is a family that put probably more people through college than the United Negro College Fund. Not just through HBCUs, but integrated colleges, medical school, law school. That's too much power for any black person, but let let alone a black couple to have. Yes. Operating outside of of the confines. Yeah, you're operating outside of the confines. And, and this is what I what I say to the listeners. See, the the word conspiracy has gotten this um, it's gotten this negative connotation. The the actual word means doing it's covert behaviors with the intent to harm. So it's not a word that's hocus pocus. It's this you know hoodoo kind of word. This is a li- literal um, you know it, it's actions with intent to hurt. Mm-hmm. 
And so when we talk about conspiracy, see, people want to say, oh, it's theory. No, we literally can look and follow the trail based on information given if you're willing to do the research. And so I want to reiterate again, if you're just tuning into the show and you've never heard mental speak before. See, I have someone, I, I, I need to point out the comment that was left. You know, it, it goes immediately to, oh, you're rape apologists. And we're going to get to that. But the, the fact of the matter is that there is information and actions that have gone on outside of the eye of the media you, that you don't see, that you don't have, and you can't have it if you don't have the discussion. If you're not even right. willing Correct. to listen, if you're not even willing to hear and receive, you don't even have... I give you the quote again, is the mark of an educated mind to be able to receive information without entertaining it. You can just have it and store it away. You don't even have to emotionally attach to the information. And that's what we're doing today. So you're getting information that things were going on behind the scenes with Bill Cosby prior to this case. So, again... And I'm saying this, you guys, for the people just now tuning in. We have uh, Ebony Benson, who is the publicist for Bill Cosby, and Mr. Andrew Wyatt, who is an attorney and the spokesperson for Bill Cosby. And they are here today to give us he's information. He's also a publicist. He's also pu- Oh, he's also well, a publicist. I'm not an attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And publicist. People, and I, I play an attorney very well on TV. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> And the thing, and, and that's yeah, and that's what it comes down to is um, you two here actually giving information that people, you know, my goal today is to lay it down, to have it on record, and people are either going to receive it or they're going to leave it. That's all I'm asking people to do: take it or leave it. But the fact of the matter is that you can't tell. Don't ever complain to me ever again about this country and what you don't like what it's doing to black people but you're not willing to look at all situations where black people are being harmed and you know we've seen our entertainers over the years harmed by the system once you get in and they just told you today that you come in you don't come in and leave clean (laughs) they're not going to just let you go and and empower your people like that can you speak to that can you speak to how you guys are mitigating for people saying that you guys are just apologists for a rapist. Speak to yeah, that point. Yeah, I actually point. was going to go ahead and um, and answer that one. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> one thing we have to keep in mind that um, sexual assault, any type of sexual violence is not okay. Um, but especially for me as a black woman, um, black women have been sexually assaulted and raped in this country for over... 400 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, the black woman is the most disrespected person on this planet. Um, so when we talk about uh, when people make the inference that I'm apologizing for someone's bad behavior, that is not the case. I am speaking on, and we are speaking on, facts. This was a consensual relationship that went on for over 12 months and something shifted in that relationship, and then sexual assault allegations came into play. Yeah. 
also in cases where you have evidence, where you have proof, because that's what's needed in a court of law, that's what we are focused on. A man has been deemed a sexually violent predator and has been found guilty and sentenced to three to ten years in prison with no evidence, with no proof. There are other men that do not look like him that are not a man of color. Charlie Sheen, knowingly giving women HIV. Stephen Collins, father from Seventh Heaven, admitting to molesting children. The president, Kavanaugh. The energy changes when it's a person that does not look like us. So I cannot apologize for bad behavior, but I w what I will not accept is someone telling me that I should accept a belief or an opinion when they don't have the facts the way that I do. And, and, and that's, and it, yeah. It goes to, Latoya, it goes to, it's the same, it's the same concept. You know, you don't vote, but you want to complain. You know, so right. you don't have the facts, but you want to offer an opinion. When when people say that we're an apologist or we're we're protecting the apologists or speaking up or we're, you know, speaking up for a rapist or whatever, uh, those are asinine and ridiculous comments. You know, you look at how the white elitists came out to support Kavanaugh when he was accused of these allegations. The first thing they said 30 years ago, how can the FBI really investigate this? How can they find evidence? It does not exist from 30 years. This guy gave us a full calendar of where he was when he was a child. He's remarkable. You know, how these white women, you know, who have their country club lifestyles said, oh, no, i got to come out and speak on his behalf. He's a great guy. You know, when it, when it affects them, they see their life being thrown away. They see their sons being attacked in that manner. They see their wealth being attacked. So they, it's okay for them to come out and defend their own. But when we come out and we're saying we don't want special treatment, we don't come on any show, we didn't even come over on your show and say, hey, you can only ask us these questions. Yeah, yeah. We said we're open book. You said open wide. Yeah. Nothing's off the nothing's off the off the limits. So you can't you can't put the brand of apologist. That's another label to discredit who we are and what we are because we're two young black people who come from a civil rights town, who have who know the history of how they have, you know, lynched our people, mm -hmm. lynched our people's legacy. You know, their family members. We know the stories. The 60s has never gone away. History has never changed or repeated itself. It's always been here. And and the problem is that the R word is, 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 is a bad word now. You should not say racist. You should not say, oh, you're playing the race card. No, as I say in all my interviews, the race car was created by white people when they put black people on the ship and brought us over here to this country on American soil as slaves. The race car was created when they drafted the Constitution without the amendments. We didn't create this race car. They created those black-white issues. 
but yet we're not supposed to be the one to expose it. But but that's our truth, and we're we're only providing facts. We're not saying, hey, believe Bill Cosby. No, we're saying here's the information. You could go on Montgomery County website and you could read all of the motions that we filed, uh, that our attorneys filed, and you could get all of the information yourself. And that's why we're doing shows like your show. Yeah, but we we don't want to do the work. We don't we don't want to research. Um, when I started with Urban Intellectuals twenty in twenty thirteen, it was if you put some information out on that page, you better come with the with the. You know, it's funny because I was working on my master's at the same time, so I'm over here doing research. College, I've got to have. We know it. You you got to have your your page with you know, all your, your citations, right? And so here you are on the internet and people are asking you, they want proof. Give me proof that what you said is true. But yet you tell me what TMZ told you. <laughs> you told me what TMZ said or what, what they said on Good Morning America or what they said on, you know, uh, the evening news. When we know without a doubt for a fact that the news, the, the, first of all, the television is a tool for propaganda specifically began as such yet when it comes time for us to question what we've been shown how did we even get into the realm of where you're disregarding someone being harmed uh sexually that's not what's being said here and i want to make sure that's clear today um I, i i've had people say to me you know i don't even care about the rest of the information all I know is he's a rapist. But exactly. We, but we have to be it, able to have all of the conversations. We have to. We have to be able to have them all. Yes, ma'am. It's amazing that you mention a research paper. Um, one example that I've given in many interviews is the Commonwealth had a research paper, and they set their hypothesis, okay? Their hypothesis is Bill Cosby is a rapist. And as you said, you go and you look for evidence and you look for sources to help you prove your point. Well, just like in all research papers, it, your your hypothesis doesn't have to be true. You just have to be able to prove it. That's it. And that's exactly what they did. They, there had to be. There was no validity to their claims. There was no truth to it. They just had to make it believable enough to pass for the truth. Yes. Mr. Cosby again never stated ever, ever, ever that he drugged women. The page one thirty-five from Mr. Cosby's deposition. It's the case number, and I'm, I'm going to read exactly from it, 47612.013. The question is, did you ever give any of those young women the quaaludes without their knowledge? That's the question that you've been directed to answer. The answer, no. So they took pieces of, yes, I had quaaludes before. Yes, I have given them to people. Yes, we did eventually have sex to Mr. Cosby gave women quaaludes in order to have sex with them. Yes. Because that helped to prove their hypothesis. Wow. Once again, when the when when it's told in fullness and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, y'all. I'm looking at the uh, defendants objections, Montgomery County, PA. I see it. I'm looking at it right here. Right. You can go to it. You can type it in. Um, go, 
and yeah, I, I've go, got go it. I'll post it. And, it. And read it. Yeah, I'm going to post the link on the on the the, the feed, the Facebook feed. Uh, but but there it is. And we got to be willing to do the legwork. We got to be willing Absolutely. to go there. One thing I also want to so speak. If you're not, yes. So if you're not willing, so if your listeners is not, is not willing, and either to the naysayers I hear who want to attack Ebony and I for for being the voice of the Cosby's. Uh, so if they're not willing to go and, and, and read and do the research, it's our job to put it out here. It's our job to educate. And, and that's all that we're doing. It's going back to your earlier statement for our Aristotle. Yes. Education. Educating the mind. And if you can't educate the mind and the heart, then there's no education at all. Exactly. And and what people don't understand, again, I go back to that word when, you know, the the understanding of what the medium of television and radio could be is it was understood that it would it would trigger the emotional response right it, it it's known that it gets deep into the psyche and you're bypassing all logic you're bypassing all aspects of the mind that stops and says wait a minute i now i know how this feels but let me let me look at the information in the environment that's coming in at me and weigh if it's true or not and what has happened is, I need to speak to this. Those of you who have sexual trauma, what I have observed is that you're projecting your own trauma onto yes. Bill Cosby. You are not even able to, pro- because you have pain, you know, unprocessed pain from your own uh, situation. It's almost as though you're needing to live your justice through this case. And that's not fair. <laughs> And that's when you have you have this movement, this quote unquote feminist movement, and I, I don't call it that, I call it a feminazi movement mm. because first of all, it's not inclusive. And like you said, you are sparking outrage um and playing on people's trauma. Not only that, you also play off the passion of black women. Mm. Black women are always <laughs> we we are the legs and arms that move wow. everything. Wow. It doesn't become popular until black women touch it. <laughs> doesn't become cool until black women touch it. Anita Hill wasn't important until this Kavanaugh case came back around. Wow. You're right. So well, they, continue, that, they continue to use black women. And, they, and, and you look at Tawana Brawley, I mean, not Brawley, but Tawana Burke, who created uh, this whole Me Too campaign. Look how they have removed her from it, and it's now the Becky campaign. Yeah. But as Ebony just stated, when Becky didn't work against Kavanaugh, then they brought Anita Hill out. And they want to now, white people then want to use the race card. They're using the and race again, card. Those women did not stand up for Anita, Anita Hill. It was 1,000 black women who wrote mm-hmm. in support of Anita Hill. Yeah. That and... and and in reverse of that, the crazy part is when the narrative is spoken. So when, and I observe this regarding this case, once white women said, I don't care about the facts, once they said, I don't care about anything else, he raped those women i don't care the story is done and your voice is silenced you no longer have the ability to speak anymore about your own truth because they don't want to hear i don't want to hear it and when you're the dominant culture and you're for all sense of purposes one of the most privileged of (laughs) 
in in this in yes. the uh, stratification here. Yes, you, the one who is always yes. the victim. Yes, the black woman never gets to play that role. Yes, never. Yes. There have been researches and studies just recently where a doctor is heard saying that. Black women, when they come in and complain about ailments, they are less likely to be believed. Yes. Facts. So this is across the board. And again, this is the only platform. Sexual assault has become the only platform when you talk about the court of law where a person can be convicted because someone said so. Yeah. When you look at it, it's it's black on black crime without the gun and knife. You know, you look at how this thing started with Mr. Cosby. You know, in 2014, it all started with Philly Magazine, Bob Huber, paying a black comedian, Hannibal Burris, to do a joke on stage. He did it the first show. It didn't catch. His second show, they paid him to do it again. And they said, you do this joke, it's going to take your career to the next level. So he gets on stage and he calls Mr. Cosby a rapist. He's a dirty old man that rape people. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Yeah, you're America's dad, but you rape people. That was black-on-black crime. You used another black man who's a comedian to disgrace this, this comedian. And, and white people have been doing it for centuries. Yes. They tell us who to hate, how to hate, when to hate. But look at Weinstein right now. All charges are basically going to be dropped against this guy. The district attorney is coming out saying that we, we have no case, that, that, uh, that we, we got rid of exculpatory evidence, prosecutorial misconduct. Outrage? Yeah, no outrage at all. Where are all these, these actresses like Angelina Jolie that came out against him, who had these Selma Hayek, who, had, who have these amazing megaphones and platforms? They don't exist anymore. They went away. Surprisingly. Because they got yeah. who they wanted. They got who they wanted. They got Bill Cosby. They had Harvey Weinstein out there for a little bit to say, look, we, we don't want to show his race. As soon as we get Bill Cosby, we'll let him off the hook. Mob style justice. Yes. Completely mob style justice. Um, as I said, you severely affect due process when you hold court in public. And that's exactly what happened four years before Mr. Cosby ever saw a courtroom. There is no way that you are going to get a jury that is not biased. As you just said, that these people will internalize and say, you know what, he did it. I don't care what you say. I don't care what the evidence says. He did it. He's a rapist. Nothing can change my mind. Yes. And I don't and I don't care. I don't care about don't anything care. else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Absolutely. It and it goes to show, you know, um again for those listening in the first time, this is this is a conversation that that is had uh constantly on this show it tends to come up, but I observe America now to to not be any different from plantation life. It's it's you know, those of us who are able to make it into the big house those who get the jobs in the big house who seem to get a little bit more privileged than the rest of us, we, we you know, if we're still in the field, come on, Malcolm X said it, <laughs> field versus house. And I think we still have that same mentality. And at some point in time, when someone does something on the plantation to try to empower the others, right, 
that person has to pay a price. That person has to pay a price. And that person's going to be put on the post in front of the others. Someone has to take this whooping. And we're and all now willing y'all know, to. Yes. Don't act up. Don't you go don't act you it up do now. Because see what happened to Bill over here. That's and well, that's just the same concept. It's the exact same concept. Yeah. Right, but see, they did away with the whooping, and they said, "No, nah, we're going to put you in the sweat box." Yes. And so the whooping, you know, slaves started running and running, and the whoopings were they became immune to them in a sense. When you look at history, so they created other other ways to torture. And now it's the sweat box, and and you look at the the penitentiary. It's a Latin word for repentance. You know, we're going to make you repent, even if you didn't do it. Wow. You look at Central Park Five. You know, Duke Lacrosse. You know, you look at all of these cases out here, and even though these people were found, especially Central Park Five black guys, they were they were found not guilty of, of this crime. But Donald Trump is still out here saying they're guilty because he bought all the billboards ads to, to, to go after those guys. <clears throat> and look at no the matter, climate no, of... I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, and also just look at the climate of where we are. A nine-year-old boy, nine-year-old black boy, um, accused by a white grown woman for grabbing her butt and sexually assaulting her, called the police. Then get the video evidence that that's not true. Is she being held accountable for that? For traumatizing a nine-year-old black boy? Not at all. No, she's not. Not at all. And it and shows the a false, value. A false, a false police report, right? Isn't yes. there a crime against making a false police report? And and that is <laughs> what I I think for you know. The question again was why? Why, Latanya? Why? Why would you care? Why would you do a show? Who cares? Because he's already been locked up. He's already been thrown away. But when I come across information that I know that you don't have, <laughs> I know you don't have this information. Uh, again, I felt a duty to reach out to get this information out to you the listener and this is going to be out this is going to be on record it's going to be on uh spotify iHeartRadio, uh apple music google podcast uh we're, we're out there tune in radio all of the podcast streaming once i get this show uploaded you're going to have this here laid out get this information share it share the information receive it again you, what you choose to do with the information, whether you entertain it or not, go ahead. But again, if you are going to ever have a conversation again about injustice in America, you have to remind yourself of what you've heard here. Every single bit of what they have said has occurred in some form or fashion at every level to black people in this institution, period. And, and, and you can't argue it. It's facts. I want to ask you guys, is there anything else from the court case that we don't have, that we don't know, um, other than, you know, the deposition where he said he did not, um, uh, uh, concerning the Quaaludes, is there any other information that has not been put out that we don't have? Um, A lot of the information has been put out. It's just been ignored. Um, One thing that has been ignored by mainstream media is the fact that the tapes that were heavily relied on by the prosecution to convict Mr. Cosby were tampered with. Um, The tapes that they used, the prosecutors knew that they were not an original. 
So the prosecutors, the judge, they all knew it was not an original, um, but yet they allowed it to be to be brought into evidence. So you have tampered tapes that have been used for evidence. Um, that's one thing. Also, Bruce Castor, the one who gave Mr. Cosby the deal, was not allowed to testify. He was deemed in, um, uncredible by the judge, who is corrupt as well as the prosecution so how do you have a, a district attorney who sat for 10 to 12 years now be uh incredible to testify in a court which he has worked in for a decade um so those are some some aspects of just the the corruption that went on with the case and how pretty much any witness that the defense wanted to put on for mr cosby was barred by the judge and also, and I'm uh, sure Andrew judge, has a lot of uh, some other things too. Right? Yeah. Also, the you had prosecutorial misconduct where uh, the district attorney met with a witness, Margot Jackson, and shredded her statements that she had given to her. She given to them. She was a key witness who who roomed with Andrea Constant. And Andrea Constant told her that she saw uh, on an ABC News story about the Max Factor air. Uh, he had been uh, giving women date rape, date rape drugs, and then he flee to Mexico. She said, oh, that happened to me. Margot Jackson said, what? She said, you need to report it. She said, ah, oh, well, no. Nah. I just heard if it, if I said it happened, I could get a lot of money. Now, this is Andrew Constant, who, mm. who brought this, these criminal charges against Mr. Cosby with, with, with Steele, the district attorney. Also, you have uh, a judge... Uh, which Ebony mentioned it, who had an ongoing feud with Bruce Castor, the DA, because in 1998 he ran against Castor for the DA seat. Castor beat him, but one reason why he was beat is that he was having an affair with Bruce Castor's assistant district attorney, and Castor uh, read it out. So that's why Castor would not. That's why. That's why the judge, o, Judge O'Neill, would not let Castor be our one of our key witnesses. Also, Judge O'Neill's wife, Di O'Neill. Is a sexual assault professor at the University of Pennsylvania. She was responsible for teaming up with various groups to get Mr. Cosby's honorary degrees rescinded. Judge O'Neill helped her do the research on her dissertation on sexual assault. He never disclosed that to us. Now, this judge, when we had a hearing on these things, this judge sat over his own recusal motion and denied recusing himself from the case. Also, juror number 11. He was selected to be a juror. He goes into the holding room and says to other jurors, look, this man is Hello? guilty. Yes. We don't have to waste our time. We, we don't have to waste our time. And let's just find him guilty and we can go to our families. We had a special hearing on this. The judge calls this white guy in, juror number 11, and asks him, did you say these, th these things? He said, I don't recall. He never said no. Because if he had been removed, the next alternate up was a black guy. Wow. And the person who reported this white juror, number 11, was a black female. And they, and they, did, they said, oh, no, nah, they discredited her because of some past, something in her past. And she was in a pending case. So they believed the white guy. And this guy sat on this jury and voted Mr. Cosby guilty. The, the four-person... Uh, the female four-person, juror number one, who was selected to be on the jury, lives next door to the court reporter. Wow. Who was the court reporter in the trial. 
did are you too familiar with the movie Brotherhood of the Bell? Are you familiar with that movie? I'm not familiar. I don't think I've seen that. I highly recommend to anyone Brotherhood of the Bell. And I wanted to bring this up because um, I have Professor Griff from Public Enemy coming on next week. He actually mentioned the movie and I watched it. It's on YouTube if you can't find it. Brotherhood of the Bell. This movie basically shows how there are people who are, they are initiated, uh, you know, members of a fraternity. And basically at all levels, all different industries and this man basically divulges their information. Um, you know, he starts to see some things that he doesn't think are right. And he divulges the information to his wife. Um, and what ends up happening is they make his life hell. And everyone who plays a part in making his life hell, you know, whether it's at the college, he ends up losing his job. He ends up... Um, you know, all his bank account information is is messed up. You know, you can't go to the court. You can't go to the cops. But it makes me think so much of what has happened in this situation where everyone seems to be linked. Everyone seems to be in on. Now, this, you know, again, this is just me thinking. I'm like, how is it that all these players are in this and... There there seems to be no ability for the truth to get out to the people. So am I, am I off? I mean, is this what has happened no, you're, to him? you're right on. It's actually one of the things that Mr. Cosby said when we went to visit him. He said, you know, he's 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 creating the story in his mind, how he plans on telling everything that he went through. And he said, um, and and having the truth come out if it is allowed. Yes. Um, so that's what we've been experiencing is that the truth has not been allowed to come out because it has been controlled by some major players. Mm -hmm. One major player in that is the American, is American media. Yeah. Um, the deposition that was sealed was unsealed due to a motion filed by the Associated Press. How would the Associated Press even know what was in there unless they had been tipped off? Hello. And as we know with the Associated and, and Press. The that, and the person that tipped them off was uh, Constance attorney, Dolores Trohani, because she's the one that had all of the notes in her basement from the deposition, the civil deposition. So that's how Aurea was able to tell the story when she was parading the women out in 2014. She knew to use the word quaaludes. She knew to use certain key things because those key things were in his deposition testimony from what Andrea Constant, uh, attorney Dolores Troani, oversaw. And who would, and who, who in their right mind would waive their Fifth Amendment right if they thought that there were any chance that they would be prosecuted? Why would that person talk about Quaaludes if they thought they were going to be prosecuted? Why would someone be that honest if they felt they were going to be prosecuted? There was a promise made to him. The deposition was sealed. And as we know, because they make the rules, they're able to change the rules yes. at will. Yes. And I've been saying in, in interviews since yesterday, they took off their white sheets and they put on black robes. Oh. Oh. 
said it. You heard it here. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for years. We've been saying it on Urban Intellectuals. We have put it out there. And here's the information. It's laid out to you, uh, uh, Middle Speak family, and to anyone tune in. You have to grasp that there are hands and, and powers that are working outside of the realm of which you can see. And for you, yeah, it's conspiracy because it is hidden from you. But at a case like this, if we are really, truly, you know, courageous and honest enough with ourselves to go into these places to look at the information, guess what? You shine the light on it, for one. You expand your own consciousness. And this is how we set ourselves free. It's with the knowledge and the information. It's not from accepting what is told of you by a dominant culture, right? The hunter is always going to tell the history of how it captured the lion. The li- You're never going to hear the lion story, right? So uh, it, that's all we're trying to do today is we're trying to give the other side of the information that you don't have so that you can equip yourself, number one, with how the system works and how it has worked against not only just black men, but people in the entertainment industry. This is a very real thing. And this is expensive. Explicitly, why I wanted to do this today. Um, can you guys well, tell? You, yes, it's an entertainment industry. Yes, and you see now how Hollywood has been able to control every black now. Yes, in the industry. Yes, yes. What they have said to them through Mr. Cosby, we have a formula: try, true, and tested. Now, if you don't shut your mouth up. We don't need you trying to own nothing. That's right. We need you to we need you to sound ignorant. We we don't want you out here trying to uplift a community mm-hmm. or a group of people that look like you. As long as you do those things, you will stay on the top of your game and at the top of your platform. But look over there. Look to your left and you see Bill Cosby. Now, that's how we can treat you. So you don't own anything. You don't even own yourself. You don't own your voice. You are truly voiceless. Although you might be, you might have a radio show, you might have a television show, Mm -hmm. you might be doing some of the biggest films. You're voiceless. Because what they have done is stripped your rights away, your civil rights away, your freedom of speech that the First Amendment grants you in the Constitution. And they have said, we will give you the script. And we will tell you what to say, we will tell you where to show up, and we will tell you what to eat, we will tell you what to drink, and we will tell you if we want to see you out being a family man or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you will follow the rules. You will comply. You will comply at every level. Every level. It it's a plantation. Yeah. It's a plantation. Yes, it is. We are, Hollywood we, is a real place, but it's a true plantation. That's in the right. Entertainment industry. I, and I tell people that so it's a fraternal order. It is a fraternal order. It's a coven. You can be initiated into it. And if you're initiated into it, you don't tell secrets. You don't tell what we do. And if you do, you know, we, we are going to blackmail you. We have all the information that, you know, that, that we can put out at any time. We, we, we've got you. And I've, I've tried. But so, think, about, yes. think about this, Latoya. It, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a movie that was created, but it was a true title. And it has significant meaning. The devil wears Prada. Yes. You yes. don't know how the devil is coming at you because yes. he's in disguise all the time. Yes. Same thing with Mr. Cosby. 
the devil wears Prada. The devil wears amazing clothing, shoes, in disguise, and will have you sitting at their dinner table and coming to their parties and events and accepting their awards. But they're taking you out at the same time. It can't can't be stated any clearer. And I'm 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 really hoping that people are hearing this. Regardless, you may not be able to hear it now. Um, you know, it's again for those of you who have that that filter that y- you've got the trauma, you've got the uh, the, the the feminist lens, the um, you know the as Andrew mentioned the don't play that black card lens, right? You've got all these different filters through which um, you filter out information. I'm telling you to take off all the filters, all the blinders, all the blots, remove it all and just receive the information and apply it to what you've seen over time, to what you've learned over time. And you need to separate this discussion from because we are not notice that we haven't even spoken about uh you know, we're not disregarding that people have been sexually assaulted. But guess what? That's a completely different discussion, separate. And I told um, I told a person, I said, you know, when you control the narrative, particularly, let's say when a feminist gets a hold of the narrative, they don't want to hear anybody else's side of the story, which is why it is. I have a a, a master's and my undergrad is in uh, sociology. So I know feminism well. Right. And I can tell people from studying it that it is not your voice. It is not your voice. It was never intended to liberate you particularly you black woman it was never intended to liberate you and what it has done now is once it gets a hold of a narrative it doesn't matter uh it you're it's never going to be your perspective and it's never going to empower you it's never going to enlighten you it's only going to show you the the strength of and it's going to strengthen the women who it was created for I'm sorry. It's just the way that it is. And this I, I want you guys to say something to the Me Too movement. I want you guys to speak on that. And the, for me, I see detriment. What do you guys see with this movement as it relates to this case? Um, I definitely think uh, the movement was uh, initiated and definitely fueled a lot more during Mr. Cosby's trial um, than seeing after his trial, as I said earlier, look at what's happening with Kavanaugh, look at what's happening with Weinstein, even with Trump's case being um, dismissed, the energy has changed. One thing that I can personally say to the Me Too movement is that I, as a black woman, will never align with the movement that's sole purpose is to create opposition between the black man and the black woman. Mm. Say it. I wanted. Well, I, I, yeah. I can say this. I can say this that, you know, it's 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 a. It, that's why they call it me. It's about me. It's about some individual who wanted to make money for themselves. I remember watching Tawana Burke's first interview uh, when they talked about her creating this movement, and she said, "I woke up, and everybody was tweeting out hashtag Me Too, and then I got my first million dollars." And wow. in her interview on MSNBC, she they asked her the question. They said, "Well, what about tell me what about the guy who 
is falsely accused, and that does happen, how does Me Too fix that situation? She said, well, there are a wealth of resources out here to help people like that. And, and that's all she had to say. So this is a thing that was created and funded by somebody white, yet again getting a black, a black person to do black or black crime without the gun or knife to tear down someone. It has no significance, uh, no power. It, it, it shows us that it doesn't penetrate white people. Go back and look at Mitch McConnell, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, what he, what he said when Kavanaugh was brought into uh, the Supreme Court. He said, we now have a formula to attack the Me Too movement. It did not work, mm-hmm. and we're going to dis- we're, we're going to we're going to disclose how we we created this formula to attack me too and destroy. It's a white man. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't work for them. You know, I, I heard a comedian Faison Love said on a radio show. He said it shouldn't be me too. It should be hashtag us too. Because wow. if our sister and our friend, any female we know comes to us and say, some guy did this to us, we're getting in the car and we're going to go visit him. That's right. It should be us too. It shouldn't be me too. So I just think it's a, it's a movement that has been created by white people. Yes, they put a black woman as the founder of it. But if you really look at it, she's not out front. They don't put her out front with it. Uh, she's probably made some money uh, to take down uh, a person like a Bill Cosby. But what about the Matt Lowers of the world? What about all of the people from the New York Times that were let go? What about Charlie Rose? What about Les Moonves? You know, you look at his wife from the talk. She was very critical of Ms. Mrs. Cosby. How could you stand behind your man when he's done these horrible things? But what does she do? She comes out. I'm standing behind my husband. I'm taking a. I'm taking a leave of absence from the talk. It's okay when white people stand behind their own. Yeah. We are not supposed to stand behind our own, and that's what Me Too is trying to teach young black women out here. Uh, don't, as Ebony so eloquently put it, destroy your own. Yes. But protect the others. Yes. That that that's where, and it's been painful to watch. It's been painful to watch. Can we, as we, because I, I know it gets tiring when we get get an hour into it. I want to, um, so people can kind of hear um, what's what's next, and then also kind of get a little bit of how he's doing. What is next in this case? I'm, I'm assuming there's an appeal. Right. Yes. Right. There's an appeal, and uh, next week on Monday, uh, you will. Uh, see a statement that will come out okay. from Mrs. Cosby that uh, will uh, be read by Ebony because she, she always reads Mrs. Cosby's statements. I love it. Uh, I love and it. you will see uh, also she's the voice of Mrs. Cosby uh, and she's a wonderful voice for Mrs. Cosby. Yes, she, she is. Represents, you know, Mrs. Cosby very well, but she represents all black women. I just said not just black women, but women in general very well. So you will see that happen on Monday. Also, you will see a bail motion uh, that would be filed with the Superior Court uh, asking them to uh, let Mr. Cosby out on bail uh, while the appeal process goes through. There are 30 appellate errors in this case, and uh, an appeal process, I don't, you know, just for your listeners to understand, you know, that's by, this is across the country. 
uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a law across the country when you file an appeal. It's 700-plus pages, and you can't go over those 700-plus pages. So you, you have to do a lot of research. It's a lot of constructing. You have to reconstruct every hearing that has taken place in this case. Uh, you know, the mistrial and, 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 and the last trial we was in earlier this, in April, you have to put that whole picture together in order to write an appeal. So uh, that can take, you know, two years. So we're saying that, you know, this man uh, has never been in trouble, has never served one day in jail, you know, and he's 81 years old and blind. And he's innocent of these charges, but let him be remanded to house arrest. Where is he going to go? He's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. He's not a detriment to this community. He's not some violent predator, even though they put that label on him. And that label was put on him so that uh, they could give him the maximum right. amount of three to ten years, uh, opposed to giving him two years and he would have been sitting at home uh, while the appeal process you know, goes, goes through. Uh, so that's what's going to happen Monday. Monday is going to be a very, very, very big day uh, of, of emotions filed. And uh, those are the next steps. Uh, as Ebony stated, uh, we visited Mr. Cosby on, on Monday and Tuesday. And uh, one thing I loved about him on Monday, the first day of the visit, he said to us, he said, this has been the most amazing experience ever. Uh, he wow. said, I'm getting to understand and see the speeches that I had given in the past. What people want to call it the pound cake speech where he talked about not being the victim. He's actually getting to experience what people who have been institutionalized, how they feel, how they think, how they, how they go through the changes of life, you know, being confined in an institution. And I love it where he calls, uh, he doesn't call inmates inmates, he calls them residents. residents. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's that way of thinking. It's that mental way of thinking. He's mentally strong. He looks amazing. He's healthy. And, um, yeah, he's doing great. You know what I find very uh, synchronistic is that it's called the Phoenix, the the facility that he is, right? Is, is it Phoenix? Mm-hmm. And, right. and it, you know, rising right. from the ashes. And I find something very symbolic right. about that. Uh, particularly for not, you know, black men in America, but just the black community in America that, you know, we have been unjustly tried. And I saw you mention that. I saw it in one of your interviews where you said that, and they, they let you have it. But I'm going to put it out here for you. I'm going I'm to piggyback on what you said about that. that and I'm going to talk to the initiated. You guys know when we talk about uh, what they say, the Hiram Abiff, right? The, this this mm-hmm. Christ figure, this character who gets uh, crucified knowing that and taking the burden of others. What we, what we teach on Urban Intellectuals is that black people have been the Christ of this society. You have unjustly mm-hmm. taken on their burdens, their sins, um, for that which you didn't even do. You, you, it wasn't even yours to bear, but you bear it. And through that, through that darkness, you strengthen. Yes, you die to self. You find out who you really are and you rise again like a phoenix from the ashes. So very symbolic. Um, I, well, you look at, you, yeah. look, you look at the biblical history and you look at the the makeup of the people in the biblical history, they were not white. Yes. They And, and so they, they had our skin complexion. Mm-hmm. And we have always 
been said that that we are the chosen ones. The Semites. So when you yep. when you really put it in, in in proper context, you know, white people understand that they see our strength, our power. They see how we excel in anything that we touch, whether it's uh, in sports, entertainment, in business, uh, whether it's just sweeping the streets or being the best garbage truck driver or whatever we excel in anything that we touch we're a powerful race and they understand that and in order to uh prevent us from 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 having that power and having those successes they they circumcise us in so many different ways uh through our reputation through our our to destroy our name uh to destroy everything that we work hard for what we build destroy our communities uh, don't provide the financial resources uh, that we we need in order to better ourselves and better our community. And and that that was that's Bill Cosby. That's mm-hmm. that's Dr. Bill Cosby and Dr. Camille Cosby. Yeah. And, and that's what you've seen them do for fifty four plus years. And it, it hasn't stopped, and it won't stop. Uh, and, and that's why Ebony and I, as Ebony has always said, this is a war, and it's just the beginning of the war. And uh, we won the first battle. They got this second battle. But they they might have gotten what they wanted, but they gave us what we needed. And that and what we needed was to uh, bring out the facts and the truth, and you will see vindication from Mr. Cosby soon. Well, I just want to say to you and Ebony, Andrew, you, you got back to me, and, and I am I'm grateful that voices being given um you know for anyone listening i said <laughs> i said you know i gotta i gotta covet this i gotta be unbiased and i said no you know what no i don't because i aspire to have a platform where we could speak freely and say what we are observing in our reality because we need to get back to balance and we need to get back to speaking the truth truth to power that which needs to be said and to not be afraid to do it and you two are courageously going out knowing knowing the backlash that's going to be there but i i feel very blessed i feel very honored to have been able to provide a platform for you all to come out and uh uh, speak the perspective and put the information out and i just want to say you know urban intellectuals we support you in the work that you're doing and uh please let us know in any way you know what you need of us we got you thank you so much um we as you can see we've needed a platform like this um as andrew said this is a war and when you are fighting this war against a media who is complicit in this ploy to destroy this plot to destroy mr cosby we find ourselves defending our position more than explaining the facts and so we are very very grateful to urban intellectuals frankie darcel other platforms that we will be interviewing on in the future for allowing us to speak facts and to just share without being told how we should feel yes well thank you so much um thank you so much for what you're doing and urban intellectuals and mental speak radio uh, because you're, you're providing a voice for the voiceless, uh, and uh, you're showing the power, the true power of the media, and that the media does have the juice. We just have to understand uh, 
how it works That's and right. how to use it to our advantage and yes. how to use it to build up our people and build up our community. And we know it's right here, but it's, it's creating your own brand. You know, don't rely on mainstream to to give you a show. You know, you can create your own show, that's and right. that's what you have done. And uh, we appreciate you. So I know uh, I can speak for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cosby and the Cosby family and all of their supporters and friends. You know, thank you for having us on, and uh, we hope that you will have us back again. For sure. Very soon. For sure. And we will, um, like I said, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll be, we're, it's the the battle, right? It's the battle. The war has right. not been won, and, and we're in it for the long haul. Thank you so much, Ebony Benson. Thank you, Andrew Wyatt. Uh, shout out to Mr. Cosby, and 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 you know, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, in in some ways, this is a, a, a rebirth. It sounds like uh, you know everything works out for the good. So, thank you so much, and uh, we're going to take a break here, Middle Speak family, and. Um, let us know how we can be of service to you in the future. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you, Andrew. Thank, Thank you so much. Have a, great, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. You Fantastic too. Weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you.
listening to the Mental Speak Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. The wait is over. Now you can get your own awesome Fishbowl shirts, sweaters, and accessories through the Fishbowl Radio Network website. Log on to FBRN.us. Click the easy-to-find swag link at the top of the page and start rocking the latest FBRN swag. The Fishbowl Swag Store carries pens, backpacks, wallets, phone cases, and so much more. Jump in now at FBRN.us, click the swag link, and join the Fishbowl family.
tuned in to Middle Speak. And welcome back to the second hour of the Middle Speak radio show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. I'm your host, Latanya Davison, coming at you on the Red Stream Fishbowl Radio Network. Thank you so much for tuning in, Fishbowl and Mental Speak family. Um, I am still reeling from that first hour. Uh, man, yeah, that, was that, was, that was great. Uh, joining me is fellow administrator and publisher from Urban Intellectuals, David Pierce. And we are just going to kind of, we're just going to debrief and uh, kind of just, whew, that was heavy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Hey, yeah. can I can I first tell the listeners uh, joining uh, how amazing the Bruno Mars concert was? I had to drop some Bruno Mars because uh, that was like the most amazing concert I've ever been to in my life. Like, dude is top 10 entertainers of all time. But if he ever tries to empower black people, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> no, thank you so much for tuning in, um, Middle Speak family. I didn't know, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect uh, to have uh, Bill Cosby's public relations team, Ebony Benson and Mr. Andrew Wyatt on. I didn't. I I reached out. Because I am a stickler for information. I'm a stickler for knowledge. I'm a stickler for you having uh, information from all aspects. If you have not listened to the show before, please don't come at me. I need you to go back and I need you to listen to my show. And I need you to hear my whole approach to any bit of information. And it's always going to be have as much perspective as you can. Have as much perspective as you can. Because, and that's before you form an opinion, because I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with somebody who has an opinion and very little knowledge, very little awareness, right? Yeah, that's how it goes. Man. Everyone, everyone speaks. They're not, they don't have the information. They're ready to debate. Uh, you, you have a, a person here in the thread that says she's educated, you know, and. Um, she said, I'm she said, educated enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm educated enough, so I don't need to listen to the apologist of a rapist. Now, see, the, the, the R word in this case, rapist, seems to kind of render her, um, her s- sensibilities or render her logic uh, null and void, because how can you make an uh, informed opinion or judgment about anything if you you don't have the information how you educated enough no you got to be all the way educated in what's going on with the situation in order to make an accurate judgment you know so when people are sitting here um when you have when you have a woman accusing someone of of this sort of uh this is like the worst thing one of the worst things you could accuse someone of and this is the one of the worst things that anyone could do to an individual and you accuse someone of this and then you find out that hey wait a minute uh miss constant told um a colleague that it wasn't true that she that that she was just playing or, and she could but she could get some money out of it like how why doesn't that matter and why isn't that allowed in in the trial you know so you know i think you did it you did an awesome job. I think that they came on. They put out information that a lot of people did not know. 
things I, I've been following it closely. So I, I feel like I know a lot, but I'm still learning things like Hannibal was paid to tell that joke. Man, he was paid to tell that. We joke. suspected it. I, t- I said yeah. he had. I'm like, man, this dude had to get paid to do this, you know, and uh, then it comes out that he yeah. was paid to do it. Like, yeah. but that, that that doesn't that doesn't, you know, matter to most people. You know, because as you also, you know, uh, put out there, you have a lot of women who have, you know, uh, especially in the black community, it's like 70 percent are assaulted before they reach 18. So you have all of this and and all of this trauma that has not been uh, dealt with and it's been placed on the shoulders of someone who had nothing to do with it. And who looks like had nothing to do, who, who's innocent in this in this particular case, you know. So I don't know. I, I think he did a great job. Uh, I wish I could have made it back. <laughs> and it's a difficult I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's a difficult conversation to have for those of you who are just tuning in. Uh, if you did not catch the first hour, the show will be uploaded to uh, the various uh, podcast streams, um, Google Play, um, darn it. Uh, Spotify. What else? Apple Music. Tune in Tune radio. In, yeah. Right. You, you, you can go to uh, the mentalspeakradio.com page and you can see all the different platforms. So it will be there in, in full. Uh, what I want to say to you, the listener, is that, you know, it was difficult for me to make the decision to do it. But I knew once I got the call, I mean, it's my duty to put the information out. I already know it's a touchy subject. But before anybody comes at me, I am a mental health therapist. Okay? I work in a psychiatric facility. I work with victims of trauma. So please don't come at me talking about how I don't care about or, you know, this is apologist, uh, apologies of a rapist. Because um, what you guys have to understand is that in America if you are not a black human being in America okay you cannot understand the the various narratives that go on at any given time and so when something happens to someone of the dominant culture so something happens particularly to um you know a white female it's as though everyone else's reality gets drowned out and everyone else's truth is get drowned. Everyone else's truth can get silenced uh, in that aspect. That's one story. There's a plethora of different approaches to this, and we can't cover them all. But in this particular instance, if you listen back, Ebony and Andrew laid out that Bill Cosby was not playing by the rules of Hollywood. He was not playing by the rules of Hollywood. He was trying to empower black people and they made it very clear. And I've said this many times. You don't you go in under contracts, contracts and there's stipulations in getting a contract in Hollywood. You are indebted to the person that gives it to you. And so in order to break out of those contracts, one, you've got to You've got to what, slave your way out. <laughs> right. Or you never get out. Um, alive anyway alive or if if there's instances where you are um, you know you're trying to do that which is outside of, of the agenda which at the time you know 
you you couldn't empower black people. You just you can't. You, you still you can't. You still, you still can't, cannot. You, can, yeah. you can't empower black people because the the thing that most people aren't paying attention to is if black people are empowered, then a lot of different groups lose money. Yeah, like we feed everyone. That's and that's exactly what they we what feed was everyone. So we yeah. have to be, you know, consumers, and we have to, uh, and we can't be educated, and we can't be empowered because if that's the case, then we're no longer consumers of them. We'll be supporting ourselves. We'll be right. practicing group economics. We'll be taking control of our communities, the policing, the the governing, the the businesses. Like every like every other group does, yeah. you know, but they make money off us. So you come in here and in this in this case, Bill Cosby, he inspired gener- a couple of generations to go off to college to pursue black excellence, you know. And uh, not only that, he not he didn't just do it with the Cosby show, but he then turns around and create a different world, which was about college at hbcu yeah and and all these women that that you know calling him a misogynist well how is he a misogynist if he's centering the 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 empowerment uh message through these shows around women yeah he rewrote the first the cosby uh the, the character uh claire was a housewife at first he rewrote the thing in the second season to make her an attorney who became a partner and always deferred to her you know, you if you if you remember anything about the Cosby Show, she was always getting into it with Alvin, the, the misogynist, and, and 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 the character Cliff. He had stepped back and let her let him have it. Yeah. You know, but all of a sudden now he now he has these labels of being a rapist and a misogynist. Look, the man committed adultery. He cheated on his wife. That's nothing someone should be thrown in jail for. Well, and I mean, and and again, that's. There literally are <laughs> countless narratives. I mean, it's at this point, it's countless. There's countless different discussions that have to be had. And what the media is able to do is take it to the one that it needs it to be. And once it becomes that narrative, all others are drowned out. And then you cannot have any other. I was told, I don't care. Right. I don't. I don't care about all that other stuff. And once, you know, once that is stated, that is privilege that is had in this setup that once I don't care is stated. If this is a plantation, it doesn't matter what you guys think out there in that field. Mm. It doesn't matter because what we said in here is law and we're done with the, the narrative. We're done with any debating. It is over. You did this. You're going to pay your price and all the rest of you are going to watch this. And I guarantee you, you won't step out of line again. Well, I did. <laughs> is this, is well, this you, okay? Well, well, it's yeah. okay for you. You yeah. haven't taken any oaths. You have not. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, and, and this is the great thing about this time that we're living in. You know, you could, you, back in the day, you had to go through, uh, only certain certain gates were open for you that and 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 they, those were closely guarded well you know right now anyone that's on social media uh who has something to say if 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 they have something that's attracting people they could they they can attract their own audience they don't have to uh um rely on you know hollywood or the gatekeepers of hollywood or 
the gatekeepers of entertainment, you don't have to rely on that anymore. You could go out here and directly contact and get in contact with the people. And if you have followers as a result, you have followers as a result. You know, back in the day, you used to have to do a lot of, you know, the casting couch and all this sort of thing. That was a uh, that was the way to do it. You yeah. don't have to now. You Those know? days are over. So yeah. you are. I think you, you're just fine. I mean, yeah. So those of you, if you, you tune in and you listen in, like I said, Please take this show in the context of all the shows that have been done that I am a I'm just a a, a, a connoisseur of, of information. And I believe that there is no way I deal with people every day who cannot emotionally and rationally receive information. And I feel that our society is like that. You we are emotionally responding and not considering the logical. And then it's also guided by the emotional responses of a culture outside of yours. So mm-hmm. your sto- your <laughs> the logic that you present can't even be heard through someone else's emotions and their pain. And another thing I say to those of you who, if you have trauma specific to sexual, sexual trauma, you cannot get justice through someone else. You cannot get justice vicariously. You are responsible because you're not going to get, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. I say this to people that I work with and I say it to you. The only justice is when you've been hurt is to take your pain and to take your hurt and to take your trauma and to turn it into healing. That is the complete 100% justice that you will receive. And it's of your own power and it's of your own doing and you don't have to wait for it. And you don't have to ask for it because there's no level of justice that's going to come from this system, period. It's just not going to come. Okay. So, and I'm saying that to people that have kind of used this case and other cases, even those that haven't been tried, you can't use those either to say that you've, you know, well, at least someone got justice. Right. It's not, it's not fair. And if you're saying that you want court, a court system, that's fair. It's already not, but how much more are you um, contributing to public opinion being the way that we do justice now? It's not it's not it's not right. It's not helpful to any of us. Um, To those of you who do have privilege in this setup, please just become more conscious about your narratives and how they trump everybody else's. Right. Well, the thing about all of this is that. You know, there's a very powerful force at play that, at least I believe. Mm -hmm. And so with all this hypocrisy, you know, we watch one man get thrown in jail, 81 years old, blind, after 60 plus years of work, uh, impeccable record. Thrown in jail for allegations that another man made it to the Supreme Court bench under the same allegations Mm -hmm. with evidence and witnesses. Right. No evidence of witnessing first, and a woman already admitted that she lied. Uh, several women that, you know, even though those the 60 were not in the lawsuit, several of those women admitted that they lied. But the one that he went to jail for definitely admitted that she lied. But he's in jail, but Kavanaugh's sitting on the, on the, bench. Most, on the most powerful Court. And, and, and and we're being shown time and time again. Weinstein gets a yeah. charge thrown out. It, it, I mean, we're being shown. I mean, and we're being shown that nothing nothing 
has changed and or will no change. No outrage either. And you and I have said many times that, that you know, if, if you have privilege and power in a particular system, you don't shake that up. You don't you don't get rid of that. Right. <laughs> why would you why would you uh, get rid of something that works? OK. And so because that works, mental speak family, what you need to hear is that that system works. It works well, like a well-oiled machine. And so all the players and the moving parts are going to do what they do. I need you to watch the movie Brotherhood of the Bell. Okay. Setting that up for to tell you that next Friday we have another pioneer. He is the minister of information for public enemy. Professor Griff is coming. He'll, he'll be in studio. This is going to be crazy. We got Brother Ben X. Brother Ben X. Brother Ben X. And um, they are going to come sit in the studio with me. And we have to, we're hoping, fingers crossed, the founder of Urban Intellectuals will be in the house as well. He's he's a little elusive. Yeah, even if he does come, I suspect somehow he will be invisible. Yeah, he'll probably fade away into right. the into the glass over there. Right. Um, but uh, it's going to be a very powerful show. Um, and what I'm, you know, I'm not done. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not done. You know, with our our mental health issues, I want to address social issues as well. I want, I want a little bit of everything. Okay, I want social issues. I want our mental health issues, um, wellness, uh, just all around. Uh, for us to to take it into our hands. Um, I've been at this. It'll be a year in December, December first, and. I'm just it, the show is just continually evolving and it's leveling up in many ways that I couldn't have even imagined. And it's because of those of you who listen and because of my great guests who come on tomorrow at the Uptown Theater in Grand Prairie is the uh, Sharkies. We call them the Sharkies. They're the Fishbowl Radio Network Host Awards and Mental Speak is up for three awards. Best female show host talk show of the year and what else solo show of the year solo so because i sit at the home by myself but i had great people sitting in the studio with me and i want to send a shout out to every single person that has called in that has reached out to me to even be a guest and you're a potential guest and uh you're hearing the show and you're giving me feedback and you're saying that you love what's going on here and i and i want to continue that so I don't want you to listen to the shows and be like, oh, Tanya's only talking to black people. That's not the case because I did white male mental health and I've done Mexican community and I plan to have on Asian with the with the whole what's the movie? Crazy Asian, Crazy Rich Asians, that movie. This know. person doesn't is not helping me. This is why I do the show solo. So I no. don't know about, know about <laughs> crazy rich Asians. Crazy rich Asians. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to um, having. Uh, I got a, a a friend who is a mental health practitioner and uh, just kind of vibing about Asian families because we don't know, right? I mean, there's many different Asian families like African, but nonetheless, <laughs> coming in to give one perspective and that should be really fun. And I want to be a voice. I want this platform to offer a voice for any any group, any tribe. We're here. We're in this together. We're in this together. No no one tribe is more important than the other, despite what our social reality is. <laughs> right? 
despite what you see, all of us have needs. We're looking for equity. Okay. We're trying to get this, get this right and work this out together. It's a little bit difficult, but I think we could figure it out. I think we can figure this out. I don't know. What do you think? I think so. I think so. And it, but, choice. but it requires the information. It requires you throwing away those opinions, those uneducated opinions. And remember the quote that I started the show with takes the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. You can get information and you don't have to emotionally respond to it. You don't have to accept it as fact. You don't have to accept it as truth. You just have to accept it as information. Man, we ain't talking about Kanye. We didn't talk about Kanye. Oh, maybe we can talk about Kanye. We'll talk about Kanye with Professor Griff. Yes. Okay. That sounds like a good one. Hey, you know, you know what? We're going to see Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Fire like the girl who cares who you like. Holy yes. Um, a lot of great things happening, and uh, I'm just really excited for the show tomorrow. We're gonna. You know, just be honored with the nomination. That's that's more than enough because there's amazing shows. Do we shows. have to dress up? You have to dress up. Okay. Can't can't come. Got to come correct. Okay. It's a serious business. Um, amazing shows here on Fishbowl Radio Network. Um, and I hope that you will be with me next week when Professor Griff comes and thereafter. And you'll go to the show site, mentalspeakradio.com, that you'll email me if you want to holler at me. LT at mentalspeakradio.com. Just make sure you come with an educated. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. do, do you do diligence, but do it tell won't. me, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about the show. Uh, give me some show ideas, whatever, whatever you feel. Um, I may or may not listen. No, I want to be a voice for the people. I'm here for you, but we got to get our minds right. We got to get our emotions balanced. And that's what we're going to do. I'm going to get out of here. Cause I'm going to go see Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Where's Ralph? I don't know, but I'm ready to have a good time. I'll be here next Friday. Middle Speak family. Wish us good luck tomorrow uh, at the Fishbowl Radio Network Awards. And I will be here next Friday. Is that it? Shout out to Urban Intellectuals, our amazing platform, urbanintellectuals.com. Hannibal, Hannibal was paid. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was paid to he was paid to tell that joke to put it back out there. I can't man, I've been telling people that. We'll talk about it next week. Middle Speak, huh. LT right. Gone. Thank you so much, Middle Speak family. Love ya.